We are in Yevamos Memvav Amad Aleph 46A4 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara is now beginning the actual discussion of the halachas, of the laws of conversion. It's a fascinating discussion. It will take us a few weeks to cover. Um, and uh, we will go through almost the entire uh, topic of conversion that is found in the Talmud. It appears in, in these coming pages. Uh, just a, a brief introduction. The laws, the process and the laws of Gerus, of conversion of an individual, is based off uh, the national conversion of the Jewish people. And it is very appropriate that we are studying this at this time now, between on Pesach itself and from Pesach to Shavuos, to the receiving of the Torah, because that is when, as a nation, we converted to Judaism, as we will see in the Gemara. Uh, there was a process which took place from leaving Egypt till we received the Torah on our Sinai, on Sinai, and that process that took place on a national level is also what is necessary and what needs to take place on an individual level, as we will see in the Gemara. And essentially, uh, for women, the process is for them to go to the mikvah. As long as they go to the mikvah, so then... Uh, and we will see, and they accept upon themselves the mitzvos, uh, so then they become Jewish. Why? Uh, because at Har Sinai, when we receive the Torah at Sinai, they also went to the mikvah. Women and men went to the mikvah at Har Sinai uh, before receiving the Torah. Men, the process for men, is that they have to have a bris milah, they have to have a circumcision, and then they have to go to the mikvah, and within that context, they also have to accept upon themselves the mitzvah. So the process is circumcision and then going to the mikvah. Where does that come from? That comes also from the national uh, conversion. Because the, the men had a bris milah, they had a circumcision before they left Mitzrayim, before they left Egypt, before they ate from the Korban Pesach, from the Pesach offering, they had a circumcision. And that was the beginning of the process. And then, before Harsinai, before they received the Torah, they also went to the mikvah, and so both combined is what is necessary. At least the way we pass, and we'll see. We will see that there are uh, other opinions in the Gemara. We'll see that in a minute. But the way we follow uh, is that men have to have a mila in the beginning, and then they have to ha- go to the mikvah, and it is based off of what we did as a Jewish people on a national level when we left Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, and then when we received the. Uh, uh, the Torah on Mount Sinai, we, they went to the mikvah. Now there is a big discussion with if for men when they have these two steps. What exactly does each step accomplish, and which one is the more primary step? Uh, do we say that mila, the circumcision, is really what makes somebody convert? But we just, in order to finish it off, so to speak, it uh, we require the tefillah, the uh, the uh, going into the mikvah. Or do we say that no, that Mila, what Mila accomplishes is that it's just a, it's a prerequisite. It's required before the real act of conversion, which is going into the mikvah. Uh, so those are two ways to understand it. And in fact, there's also a third way to understand it. That third way is that each one accomplishes something else. Each one is necessary and accomplishes something else. Uh, Mila uh, removes somebody from not being not Jewish. Before they had a circumcision, they were not Jewish. Now that they have the circumcision, they are no longer not Jewish. They remove themselves from being a non-Jew. There's a status of a non-Jew. 
and then there's the status of not being a non-Jew, but you're not yet Jewish. So they're in this in-between stage before they go to the mikvah. Now that they go to the mikvah, once they go into the mikvah, so then they become Jewish. So they're a non-Jew. They have a circumcision, so they're no longer not Jewish, but they're no longer they're not Jewish yet. They only become Jewish. They're they're in a in an in-between state until they go to the mikvah. Once they go to the mikvah, so then they become fully Jewish, uh, or they become Jewish. Uh, so th- those are three different ways to understand uh, this process for men of having a circumcision and then uh, and then going into the mikvah as a two-step process for conversion. Okay, so that is the introduction. Uh, and let's see, let's see the Gemara. The Gemara will have different opinions with regards to what is necessary, but the way we rule, the way we follow, is that we require both circumcision and uh, going to the mikvah for men. So the Gemara says as follows: Tanarabana is taught in a brisa. Ger shemal velotavol. What happens in the following situation where a convert only had a circumcision, they did not go to the mikvah. Does circumcision alone work? Rabbi Lezer Omer Harayz Ger. Rabbi Lezer says. Yes, it works. It does work. Why? Because Rebbe Lezer is of the opinion that our um, forefathers, our ancestors in Mitzrayim, when they left Egypt, they only had a circumcision, but they did not immerse themselves. They did not go to mikvah. So this is the position of Rebbe Lezer, that Mila alone, just having a circumcision alone, that works, and we do not require going to the mikvah. What if it's the opposite? What if they only went to the mikvah and they did not have a circumcision? Again, this is for men. If they went to the mikvah and they did not, did not have a circumcision, so Rabbi Yeshua Omer Harizager, Shekain Matsino Beimal, Shetavlu Vilamalu, Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that in that circumstance also, that just going to the mikvah alone works. Just going to the mikvah alone works. What's his proof to this idea? His proof is that we, found, we find that when it comes to women, and when it comes to our women, and specifically women, when they left Mitzrayim, when they left Egypt, all they did was go to the mikvah. So if all they did was go to the mikvah, so we see that that works alone. So then for men also, going to the mikvah alone will also work. We will see in the Gemara that Rabbi Eliezer, the first opinion, also happens to agree to this position. Meaning Rabbi Eliezer holds that milah alone, circumcision alone works, and going to the mikvah alone also works, just like uh, Rabbi Yeshua. So he, Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that either one, we'll see, either one really works. Um, and Rabbi Yeshua's proof is from women. Uh, we will also see the Gemara will discuss that maybe it's not such a good proof from women because women don't have an option of circumcision. So that's why the only thing they could do is go to the mikvah. So we'll see that analysis in the Gemara in a minute. But the third opinion, which is the opinion that we follow, is Chachamim Omrim, the Chachamim, the majority, they say, that you need both. That you're not a ger, you are not a convert until you both for a man, they have both circumcision and they go to the mikvah. We'll see in the Gemara who exactly is this Chachamim. It might not be the majority, uh, but we'll see that later on in the Gemara. The Gemara now asks, uh, Rabbi Yeshua, Nami Nelef Me'avos, why doesn't Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says that going to the mikvah alone works, but the implication is, but having a circumcision alone would not work. But why, why not? Why doesn't Rabbi Yeshua learn from when we left Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, that circumcision alone should work? And Rabbi Lezer Nami, Nelef Mi'imahos. And Rabbi Lezer also, it seems, at this stage in the Gemara, the Gemara assumes that Rabbi Lezer limits uh, his position to only circumcision alone. Why doesn't Rabbi Lezer also learn from Rabbi Yeshua to say that going to the mikvah alone should work? So the Gemara discusses the second question first. It says, 
Why don't we say according to Rabbi Lezer that going to the mikvah alone works? Maybe the position of Rabbi Lezer is that we cannot learn from women because women don't even have the possibility of having a circumcision. So for men, we cannot prove from women to men to say that going to the mikvah alone works because women don't have the option of having a circumcision. Men do. So maybe we cannot learn from an impossibility to uh, a case where it's possible to have a circumcision. And that's the position of Rabbi Lazar. The Gemara says that can't be because we know that Rabbi Lazar in a different context, in a totally different context, he does apply this principle of learning from one case where it's impossible to another case where there is a possibility for something else. And, and we'll see exactly what that case is. Uh, but the Chachamim, the, the, the position that we follow that requires both, that requires uh, both Mila and a circumcision and going to the mikvah, uh, they could be of the opinion that we cannot learn from women uh, because women don't have the option of circumcision. Men do, so we cannot learn out from women. So it is possible that uh, the third opinion, the opinion of the Chachamim, they do follow this idea that we cannot learn from women that we do not require a circumcision because women don't have the possibility of circumcision. But Rabbi Lezer, no, Rabbi Lezer, we're about to prove that Rabbi Lezer would learn from from a case where it's impossible to have a certain circumstance to, um, to a case where there's the possibility of circumcision. What's his case? Vatana, we have in the following Bryce in a totally different context. Rabbi Lezer, Omer Rabbi Lezer says, how do I know that when it comes to the carbon Pesach, the Pesach offering that the Jewish people were bringing in Israel, that they brought in Israel, how do we know that they could only bring it from, um, from only from regular money, meaning not money which was designated for, let's say, Meister um, Shani. There's some money which is designated uh, to specifically use uh, as Meister Shani, it's uh, it has a certain level of sanctity. Meister Shani is money that has to be brought to Yerushalayim and used in Yerushalayim. So how do we know that the carbon Pesach cannot be brought with that money? It has to be brought with money which doesn't have any sanctity associated with it. So the Gemara says, the Bryce says, Namar Pesach Mitzrayim and Namar Pesach Ledoros. Ma Pesach Amar B'Mitzrayim Ein Ba'alam Menachulin. A Pesach Amar Ledoros Ein Ba'alam Menachulin. He says that we can learn out from Pesach, the current Pesach that they brought in Egypt. In Egypt, there was no concept of Meister Shani. They didn't have a concept of Meister Shani of, of designating money to be brought to Yerushalayim. And so they only brought, they only used money which didn't have any sanctity associated with it for their current Pesach in Egypt, for their, sacri- for their Pesach offering in Egypt. Uh, so we see from there that the Pesach offering is only brought through money which was not, uh, doesn't have any sanctity associated with it. And so then the so too will be the case forever. And when they're in Israel also, they have to specifically use money that has that is not Meister Shani money, just regular money. Uh, the big question is, Rabbi Kiva asks on him, he says, I'm a Lord Rabbi Kiva, and this is all in the Brisa. Oh, there's a big difference. In Mitzrayim, there, there was no money, that there was no money, concept of Meister Shani, there was no concept of having money which had some sort of uh, elevated holiness to it. That it's designated to be brought only in Yerushalayim. There was no such concept. They didn't have the Torah yet. Uh, so how can we learn from there to a case which applies when we do have uh, Meiser Shani? So Rabbi Lazar responds back. It doesn't make a difference. Rabbi Lazar says it doesn't make a difference. We could still bring a proof even though that situation did not exist in Egypt. But we could still bring a proof from there because that's what they did at that time. By the carbon Pesach, by the Pesach offering that they brought in Egypt, they brought it from just regular money. So then for the future also, they can only bring it with 
regular money. So we see the reason why we're bringing this uh, entire uh, we're bringing that we have going on this tangent is to prove that we see from Rebbe Lezer that he will prove from a case of an impossibility. It's impossible in in, in Egypt to have this type of meiser sheni, uh, but we'll prove from from Egypt that. For all future generations, you can only bring the carbon pesach with through money. You can only pay for it with money that is not um, uh, doesn't have any holiness associated with it. That it should be brought to money that should, can only be used in Yerushalayim. Um, and so that's Rabbi Lezer's opinion. If that's the case, so then he should also learn just like Rabbi Yeshua that for women we should learn just like women. All they have to do is go to the mikvah. So to men, all they have to do is go to the mikvah. And so the Gemara concludes. In fact, that is the case, as we pointed out before. Ella says the Gemara, "Betava v'lomal kuli ama lo pligi demahani." Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua are both of the opinion that just going to the mikvah alone would work also for men, just like it works for a woman alone. Going to the mikvah alone, so too for men, it works just to go to the mikvah alone. Again, the Chachamim is a different opinion. The Chachamim is the opinion that we require circumcision as well, and that's the opinion that we follow. But Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua, they both agree that. Going to the mikvah alone works by itself. Where do they argue? They argue in the situation of where there's only a circumcision. They didn't go to the mikvah, but they only had a circumcision. Rabbi Lazar says that we can prove from the situation of what occurred in Egypt that Mila alone, having a circumcision alone, is enough. And Rabbi Shua is of the opinion that even in Egypt and in the desert... They didn't just have a circumcision. They also went to the mikvah. They had both. They had circumcision and they went to the mikvah. So, according to Rabbi Shua, you cannot prove from what happened on the national level of conversion that all they had was circumcision. No. They had circumcision and they went to the mikvah. According to Rabbi Shua, you don't even need circumcision. Going to the mikvah alone would work. They just happened to also have circumcision. Happened to have a bris milah. But Rabbi Lezer says that we can prove from what occurred that just having a milah alone works because according to Rabbi Lezer, they never had uh, they never had uh, a mikvah. They never went into a mikvah when they received the Torah in Har Sinai. So the Gemara wants to know, Minale, what is the proof? According to Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua said that they went to the mikvah before receiving the Torah. Where do we know this? What's the Pasuk that says that they went to the mikvah before they received the Torah? So the Gemara is going to give one suggestion and then reject it, and then they're going to come up with a different uh, Pasuk to prove it. Uh, so the Gemara says, Minale, what's his proof? The Pasuk says that Moshe told the nation to uh, clean and wash their clothing. We have certain cases where because of the laws of purity that we do, we do not require purifying, cleaning the clothing, but we do require going to the mikvah, the person should go to the mikvah. So then certainly in a case where Moshe is telling the people that they have to wash their clothing, their clothing has to be washed and put into water. So then certainly the person, the people, the Jewish people themselves, also have to go to a mikvah. And so therefore we should prove from here the fact that Moshe said their clothing has to be washed, so that certainly the people also have to go into the mikvah before they receive the Torah. So we see from here that they went to, to the mikvah. Sigma rejects this. No. No. Maybe the reason why they had to wash their clothing has nothing to do with the laws of purity or impurity or some sort of transformation of becoming Jewish. No. Very simply, very uh, the reason why they had to wash their clothing was because they had to look nice for for this uh, once uh, in the history of the world event of receiving the Torah, that they had to have clean clothing. Not because of some sort of transformation to become Jewish or to become pure. No. It was it, the reason why they had to wash their clothing was just for nikias, for cleanliness, 
to be clean and uh, to dress properly for the event. So we do not have a proof from that source. It's not because of laws of purity and then they would have to also go to the mikvah. No, it's just for the sake of cleanliness. So rather, So rather, we have a different verse. We have a different verse. Because the verse says, That the verse says that by Harsinai at Mount Sinai, Moshe took blood and he threw it when he was bringing an offering. Uh, he, he, he sprinkled the blood onto the people. And according to Rabbi Yeshua, if they're sprinkling blood, uh, if that's happening, so then certainly they are going to the mikvah. It must be that they are also going to the mikvah. And so that's how Rabbi Yeshua proves that they went to the mikvah before receiving the Torah on uh, Har Sinai, by Har Sinai. Um, so according to Rabbi Yeshua, we cannot prove that circumcision alone would be part of the would be sufficient within the process because they also went to the mikvah. According to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says no, there's no proof from there. According to Rabbi Lezer, he would argue that no, they did not go to the mikvah before uh, receiving the Torah on Har Sinai, and they could have sprinkling of the blood without going to the mikvah. And that, therefore, Rabbi Lezer proves that circumcision alone works. So Rabbi Lezer says circumcision alone works. He says also going to the mikvah alone works because we know that women could just go to the mikvah alone, and so too for men. Rabbi Yeshua says no. Going to the mikvah alone works, but a circumcision alone would not work uh, to uh, to create a conversion uh, because we can't prove from what happened on a national level because there too they also went to the mikvah. So the Gemara now asks, Rabbi Shua, Tvila bimaus minalan. How do Rabbi Shua, they ask him Rabbi Shua, how do we know that, where do we know that women, just by going to the mikvah alone, how do we know that that works? Um, and you can't prove, and the, uh, some of the commentators explain that you can't prove from what happened at Harsinai. Rabbi Shua holds they went to the mikvah, everybody went to the mikvah at Harsinai because he wants to answer, even according to Rabbi Lazar, even according to the opinion that says that they did not go to the mikvah at Harsinai, we could still prove it. How could we prove it? Svarahu. He says that very interesting idea. It's a logical argument. The Gemara says that it's a logical argument. We know that some process has to take place. We know some process has to take place because we know that either they had a circumcision um, or according for the men, they went to the mikvah. Um, so there is some process which has to take place. It cannot be just purely the acceptance of the mitzvot in thought alone. Some action has to take place. And so therefore, it is an illogical argument, says the Gemara, that if some action has to take place, what else, what other action besides for going to the mikvah would signify, would reflect the idea that they are entering under the, under the wings of the Shechina, of the Divine Presence. So it has to be that it's the mikvah. What else would it be, says the Gemara? So because some action is, has to take place, must be that that action, it just makes sense that that action is the action of going to the mikvah. So for women... What's the source? Perhaps it's what took place at Har Sinai, because according to Rabbi Yeshua, they, they also went to the mikvah before receiving the Torah in Har Sinai. But even independent of that, it's just a logical argument that what else would they do? There has to be some sort of action, and that's the logical uh, argument to say that uh, they went to the mikvah. And so then, for men, uh, either going to the mikvah alone would work, or according to Rabbi Lezer, just circumcision would work. But the way we follow, we follow the opinion that says we need both, because according to the position that we follow... Uh, we cannot learn from women because women don't even have the option of circumcision. And the, the way we follow, we, when we left Mitzrayim, we had circumcision. And then when by Harsinai, before receiving the Torah, we, we went to the mikvah. So both of them are necessary. And that's the way we follow. On a national level, that's what they did. And that's what has to continue to exist on an individual level till today. One more line in the Gemara. Amr bar Abba, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. says, Rabbi Yochanan says, you're not a ger, you're not a convert until you do both. 
Pshita, the Gemara says it's obvious. That's the position of the Chachamim. Yalchav Rabim Halacha Kirabim. The Halacha is like the majority. The Chachamim are the majority. It makes sense. Man Chachamim Rabbiosi. The Gemara says when it says the Chachamim, the Chachamim are not really the majority. It's Rabbiosi, and the point is that we follow the position of Rabbiosi, and that's that's how we follow till to, till today. Uh, we we hold that in, for men they need to have both circumcision and go to the mikvah in order to convert, and it's all based on what took place uh, on a national level. Uh, by le- when they left Mitzrayim, and also when uh, they received the Torah, they went to the mikvah when they received the Torah. So both combined, the circumcision, when they left Mitzrayim, when they left Egypt, and going to the mikvah before receiving the Torah, the two combined, together with the acceptance of the mitzvot, is what made the Jewish people the Jewish people.